Welcome to the Northbrook NextGen Podcast. A podcast created to help the next generation and the parents and influencers who love them. And now on to today's show. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Northbrook NextGen Podcast. This is Pastor Janelle, and I'm here with Pastor Taylor. Hey, everyone. Glad to be here today. If you saw the title of this episode, you know that we are going to be talking about how to cultivate community in your 20s. And we're super pumped about this. And I'm going to dive into why we picked this topic and what it has to do with next gen and kind of pull it together. But before we do that, uh, we just kind of want to give you a little background on who we are. Um, if you've listened to this podcast before, you know a little bit about me. Um, I'm one of the youth pastors here at Northbrook Church. I just turned 28 years old, um, and I've been married to my husband, Trent, for almost five years now. So we love being here at Northbrook and working with students, and it's just been great. And so I'm really excited to dive into the topic today as it applies to my season of life. Um, so yeah, Pastor Taylor, why don't you share a little bit with us? about who you are and kind of your season of life that you're in right now. Yeah, of course. Um, Oh gosh, I've had just the privilege of being on staff here at Northbrook for going on six years. Wow. Um, I started as an intern for a year straight out of college. Um, Since then, my wife and I got married actually when we were in college. So going on seven years this May, uh, two kids, uh, Lincoln, my son is three. So he keeps us plenty busy. And um, my daughter, Vera, just turned seven months, just started crawling and got her first tooth. So it's been oh. quite uh, the adventure. But yeah, I'm just, I, I think this is a really important topic and excited to just dive in a little bit more of how to find community in your, in your 20s because it sounds simple. You can type it in on Google and you'll find tons of podcasts <laughs> and books and articles all about how to make friends and it's easy to kind of just laugh about it but we all go through this and it's something that every single person struggles with and especially for those that maybe have moved into a new community or are trying to find maybe a healthier community it can be a challenge and um, it's yeah it's just something we all go through so excited to to hear a little bit more yeah like you and I have both walked through this exact thing yeah yeah exactly Yeah, I'm very passionate about this topic today of cultivating community in your 20s because in my young adult life, I have moved to a brand new city twice Yeah. um, in the last, I would say, I think it's been like six years. And so I've had to start over from scratch making or cultivating community in my life as a post-college adult. Um, So I totally know what that's like and I know some of the challenges that come with that. So we're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about... Um, some advice that we have for anybody who's looking to grow in this area or just looking for some advice on how to do that. Um, And we also took a panel of some of the young adults in our church. Um, We asked them a couple questions. And so we're really excited to share with you some of their thoughts as well. So before we dive into all of that, though, um, I kind of wanted to touch on why we picked this topic for the Next Gen podcast. Um, And first things first. Community is so important. Um, We see in the Bible right in the beginning when God put the first human on earth that he said it is not good for man to be alone. And this isn't just in like a marriage context. This is a general human um, need that we all have. Um, Research actually shows that three in five people would say that they feel lonely. And that research was done before the pandemic. So as you can imagine, I'm sure that that number could even have jumped to four in five people by now. 
um, just because things in the world have changed so much. Um, so all that to say, being alone is a fear that we all share because it was we were not created to be alone. God created us to be in community with Him and community with other people. Um, so we're gonna. That's why we believe that this topic is so important for us to talk about. Um, the number one thing that I personally hear a lot of people, a lot of young people talk about is how it's hard to find Christian community in your 20s, like post-college and in your young adult life. You know, there's not really an easy roadmap on how to do this well. It's not something that we're really taught how to do before we jump into being an adult and what that looks like. And so that's why we're going to talk about it today. Um, and when we talk about the next generation here at, um, at the Next Gen and in the Next Gen podcast, young adults are absolutely included in this because they're not just the church of tomorrow, they're the church of today. Um, and so what we want to do is we want to give our young adults some tools to thrive in relationships because that is a big key to having an abundant life and also to growing in your faith. And so we want to cultivate that in our young adult community. So we are going to dive into some of the questions that we asked um, some of our young adults here at Northbrook. And um, we're going to talk about it. And as we do that, Taylor, Pastor Taylor and I are going to kind of give um, just little pieces of advice um, from things that we've learned along the way in the last couple of years. So you ready? Awesome. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So the first question is, what are the challenges or what is the biggest challenge of finding community in your 20s? So Pastor Taylor, what did you find that some of our young adults answered to this question? Yeah, this is really interesting. I think a big part of this is whether you're just coming out of high school or you're coming out of college or you're moving to a new place, starting a new job, um, moving out of your parents' house possibly, um, whatever it is, a lot of the safety net that you have built up over the years has been taken from you. Um, so it's it forces you to kind of find your new uh, just role and and that includes the people that you surround yourself with so the big challenge is everything is new and oftentimes what you relied on up until this point your entire life is not there anymore mm -hmm. and the ball is really in your court but there's a lot of just stress and anxiety and fears that come with that so I just think the, the really the biggest challenge and, and what we've seen is that Sometimes even just, just making the right decisions and putting yourself in the right spots doesn't guarantee relationships will be, be formed because we know relationships are messy, uh, relationships are hard, mm -hmm. um, it takes time, and uh, yeah, so I think there's a lot that goes into it, but so much of what we have come to know throughout our lives changes in a hurry, mm -hmm. and we need to learn to adapt. So I, I think, yeah, that's a really, really good question. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, do you have anything that you'd want to add to what that person said? Um, I would just, yeah, just don't let the, the fear that comes with that just stop you from taking initial steps. Mm -hmm. um, because unknown and not knowing how people re will respond or even where to go can just stop us from making the steps in the first place. Mm -hmm. And the longer we go without finding that community, the harder it gets. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, the um, some of the people that I asked um, kind of responded the same way. My friend said that no one prepares you for how college is different than adult life. 
um, and that community is not just going to fall into your lap like it did in college. Yeah. Like we're constantly surrounded by people that are the same age as us, that are in a similar season of life as us, whether it's in our dorms or in the dining hall or in our classes. Um, it's kind of handed to you in college and you're just surrounded by it, honestly, more than you were in high school. And so when you jump into, um, you know, being a young professional, a young adult post-college, it's just this shift that no one really prepares you for. And um, I feel like a lot of people kind of are a little surprised and taken back by that. Um, and it's just so different because now everybody, or not everybody, but a lot of people have full-time jobs or they have a spouse, they have things that are taking up more of their time. And so it's like, how do I balance all these new things in my life? And how do I prioritize community, but also manage the other things that are important in my life too? So it's just like a big shift that I think a lot of us aren't really prepared for. Yeah, that's really good. And I think it's easy to assume then that everyone else keeps the community or has done a good job of building community and you're the only one that's struggling with this. And the reality is, like we said, is every single one of us goes through this at some point of where are my, where is my community? Where am I finding um, the friendships that, that, like you said, we desperately need? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Where am I supposed to look? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And then another person um, talked about how one of the biggest challenges of finding community in your 20s is that everybody starts to create their own values and their own own priorities. Um, And she said that it seems like a lot of people fall away from their faith. Mm -hmm. So if you're a strong believer and you want to surround yourself with people who also share some of those same values as you it's kind of hard to have to balance to find that perfect balance of yes i want to surround myself with my friends that have the same faith as me but also like i want to be a light to maybe some of my friends that don't know jesus and don't have that that um that part in their life and so but i also don't want to surround myself with people who don't have the same values as me too much because if we're being honest, like we're the sum of the five people we spend the most time with, like that's just what research shows us. So we don't want to become, you know, different than what our values are. And so it's just really hard to find like the balancing act of that. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, we just wanted to name some of those challenges. So hopefully that you feel like you're not alone. There's a lot of people that are struggling with the same thing that you are. Um, so this is definitely um, something that a lot of people go through in this season of life. So Yeah, and I think that's good. I, th- I think you hit on it. We all have, everyone's challenges are going to be different. Um, while we might have similar, similar experiences, we all have different challenges that get in the way. And Janelle, I think you, you hit it on the head when you said to name those challenges. And I think um, often we don't do that. So just mm-hmm taking some time and thinking about what is it that's getting in the way of me finding that community? What am I, what am I afraid of? What's causing me any just tension or anxiety and naming that. And then from there, once you're able to name those challenges, then you're able to move on from it. But I think that's really important. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. Okay. So the second question that we had out of the three questions we asked are, our young people here at Northbrook um, is what fears have you had that have kept you from initiating with other people? 
I love this question. Yeah, yeah that's hard. Uh, yeah, one of the responses that we got and just one of the guys in the group just said, a hurdle that to finding genuine community is that we're often carrying just different emotional baggage. Uh, and this can make it really difficult to open up. It, it can make it difficult to be vulnerable and it can be make it diff- difficult to trust people. Um, and he said there, there can also be a huge fear of just judgment or even just people thinking that you're different or weird or not, not sure like who you are. All of that plays into it. And yeah, I can relate with that. I know I've had, I've experienced all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really think what he's, what he's trying to say is, um, there are things that we've gone through, experiences, um, even the way we interpret things that get in the way of two really important parts of any relationship. So, so not just uh, like a, a community in your 20s, but any relationship, but specifically when you're trying to find a new community and, and that's things that get in the way of you being vulnerable. So really what he's saying is you blocking off and preventing people to really know who you are out of just different fear and also preventing you from trusting other people. So if you're not able to open up and be vulnerable and you're not able to trust the people that you are meeting, even being in the right spot, like we said before, won't guarantee Mm -hmm. that relationship will form. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and those are things that, that cause fear to make us from taking a first step in the begin to begin with, Mm -hmm. uh, which I just think is really important, but a really um, good realization of what it is that's preventing people at times. Yeah, that's so good. Uh, Something that I've learned is that vulnerability creates connection. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's vital for friendships. Like if you want to go deep or if you want to have really strong friendships you have to be vulnerable and now that's not just so <laughs> there's there's definitely two camps here um people who probably struggle a little more to be vulnerable or people like me who are maybe a little too vulnerable <laughs> to like oversharing yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oversharing but um sharing your life story and the grocery line to the people <laughs> behind you <laughs> i just struggle with all these things <laughs> um yeah i think that but no matter what camp you find yourself in vulnerability is essential to connection. You can't grow past a certain level of friendship without opening up. And um, there's even freedom in that. Like there's so much freedom. I think that this is one of the things that I did discover earlier on in my 20s, which is probably why I love doing it so much. I love being honest and open with my safe people um, because it really helps you create that connection, that deep connection that we were made for. Um, and it's, it's definitely, it makes you feel alive. It makes you feel connected. It makes you feel all the things that we were created to feel. Yeah, I think exactly. I think there's just, there's something sacred about being known, um, and allowing people to really know who you are on a deep level and not to always just bash on social media. But I think one of the realities just from social media is, culturally we've gotten really good at filtering out what we allow people to see about ourselves and that's not just on our social media accounts but that's in real life like we've we've gotten good at filtering where people only see the best parts of you and sadly i think that's seeped into the church as well we know how to put on our best face Uh, we know how to keep things that everything looks great that we got it all put together and what happens is no one really knows 
who we are truly and that affects us and then on the outside it's easy to buy that with everyone else so we think everyone else has it has it put together except for me mm-hmm. and it really gets in the way of any sort of deep community because that vulnerability vulnerability isn't present yeah yeah and when you're honest and open with people like if they whenever you see them as long as they're your safe people you know that you do trust with those things um you know, whenever you see them and they say, hey, how you doing? You can be honest about it. Yeah. Because, like, how icky is that feeling when you're just like, I'm great. Yeah. And then, like, you're not. Yeah. So. And how often when you take the step to open up that you find that other people will follow your lead in that. Mm-hmm. Where you share something you're struggling with and then the person you're sharing with happens to be struggling with the same thing or something else that now they feel comfortable sharing with you. And, and when, when you get in, into that place, you really start to be able to encourage one another and just deepen the, the friendship and the relationship. Mm-hmm. It, and it definitely takes courage. You oh, know? absolutely. Some for, more for some people than others, but regardless, it takes courage for pretty much anyone. Oh, of course. Yeah, that's yeah. a really good point. But it's so worth it. So, yeah, love that answer. That was so good. Um, So some of the people that I talked to, um, this is, and I don't know, Taylor, you can totally correct me if I'm wrong with this. This might be more of like a girl fear thing right right here. (laughs) So um, one of my friends said that like sometimes like the thoughts that pop into her head are if they wanted to hang out with me, then why wouldn't they just initiate with me? Oh, yeah. Nope. I I think that's a guy thing. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So, uh, yeah, just like the fear of like, why doesn't this person want to reach out to me first? Like, why does that mean there's something wrong with me? And it basically just comes down to insecurities about who we are. And we take in our surroundings and our interactions with other people. And we create stories in our head. And then it causes those fears and anxieties that keep us from initiating with other people. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, my wife Seneca and I, we were talking about this not that long ago. We were hanging out with another couple and it came out like, why do most Friday nights we sit home and do nothing? And we had a blast hanging out with this couple and they said the same thing. Like, well, if you would just ask and we just assume either they're busy or they don't want to or whatever it is, just because, yeah, no one takes that first step of, of reaching out. And, and then we take the silence as yeah, you know what, maybe they they don't like us or they don't want to be with us or it's not something that they would want to do. Yeah, it's so funny. We, My husband and I were just talking about the same thing recently too because there's not only is it's like, oh, why aren't they initiating with me? But it's like also sometimes you're afraid to initiate because you don't want to be a bother. Yeah. And oh, you don't yeah. like, well, what if they're, they're probably already busy, they're busy. so I'm not going to ask. They've plans already, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think that those fears definitely keep us when we just got to do it. We just got to ask. We just got to initiate and reach out. And if they say no, it's not like they're mad at us for it. Yeah. Yeah. And part of that vulnerability is is being willing to hear no mm-hmm. and being okay with that. And knowing that, that that's not necessarily a reflection of you as a person. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's really good. All right. Moving on to our third and final question, which is, what advice would you give someone who's looking to find strong community? So this is advice from, not from me and Taylor, these are answers from the young adults that we um, sent these questions to. So this is what they said. So Taylor, what did you find? Yeah, so one of the responses that we got, and I just loved this response because of its simplicity. Uh, And this person just said, just show up, be vulnerable, 
treat others with the kindness and compassion that Jesus, Jesus demonstrated. And I love that because you're not trying to plan out the whole future. You're not trying to build the community all at once. Mm. But what you are doing is taking ownership and saying, I'm going to put myself out there and just take the one step. So if that's going to a new group, if that's trying a new opportunity, if that's sending the text message and just saying, hey, you got plans Friday night, Mm -hmm. uh, whatever that is, you're you're controlling what you can control. You're understanding the value, you're understanding the risk, and you're still willing to take the next step of, I'm just going to, I'm going to put myself out there and give it a shot. Mm -hmm. And I just, I love that answer. And I think if we all approached it that way, we'd be shocked by the responses that we would get. Yeah, I love how simple it is. Just show up. Like, yep. That's simple. And that's kind of like what, that's kind of what I had to do. So right when I graduated, I moved, I moved to a new state the day after I graduated college, oh my after my graduation ceremony. And I moved to St. Louis. I knew not, I didn't know a single soul there. And that's what I did. I just had to show up and I would reach out to people. And sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. And you just got to be okay with, I think sometimes we're afraid of showing up and it being a waste of our time. But the reality is, is you're never going to find those wins if you don't walk through maybe some things that didn't work out. And that's just part of the whole process of showing up. Yeah, that's really good. So one of the responses that I got is probably the biggest thing that I actually took away from this. Um, I really love this answer. It says, when you are rooted in Christ, you have this overflow to share with other people. Mm. You are given boldness to initiate. So just keep reaching out because of the way that the Lord reaches out to you. And I just love this so much because I think sometimes, and oh, I'm going to go so deep into this, but I think sometimes we think that we're going to wait around for people to initiate with us, but to be honest, that's a little prideful sometimes because we don't see, like we are expecting people to come to us and reach out to us and make things happen for us. But that's not how we can live our life when we're truly filled up with Christ, when we're secure in our identity of who he says we are. Because when we're confident in who we are, we can just overflow all of all the things that we're filled up with in Christ and um pour that out out onto other people in our in our relationships so i just love that answer so much because i feel like it gives us the freedom to um, not feel rejected or discouraged when people don't reach out to us but just be the one who is overflowing and reaching out to others because of who christ says we are and how much he reaches out to us oh it's such a good reminder yeah yeah all right well those are all the responses that we had um so we hope you guys had some um, good takeaways that you got from this episode. Um, We were so thankful for all of our young adults who participated in this episode um, and just for the awesome community that we have with them here at Northbrook. So um, we wanted to give you three um, resources or next steps um, to help you in your journey to find community um, as a young adult. And honestly, even if you're not a young adult listening to this, you can use this anyways. (laughs) So um, one of the resources that I wanted to give you is um, a book that actually just came out yesterday. Um, I already have it downloaded and I'm listening to it right now. It's called Find Your People 
by Jenny Allen, and it's so good so far, at least what I've read of it. Um, it's basically all about finding community um, and how to do that and how the world today kind of makes it a little more challenging than it used to be um, and just some practical ways to do that. So, And some of the research that I mentioned earlier in the episode um, was actually from that book. Awesome. So, I'm going to have to give that an order. Yeah. Definitely add it to the list. So, Pastor Taylor, what are some other opportunities that we have at Northbrook for them to um, put these things into practice? Yeah, uh, obviously working at a church and working here at Northbrook, it's easy to just say this, but I I can't stress enough just how what better place to find community than in your church. Yeah. Um, so whether that's Northbrook or another church that you're attending or checking out, um, you honestly can't find a better community than within the church. So really two of the best ways to just find people, to connect with others. Uh, the first is join a light. We call them life groups here at Northbrook or a Bible study, some sort of small group uh, that can make a larger church feel smaller and you can just really cultivate strong relationships. So at Northbrook, we have tons of different fantastic life groups and you don't have to stay within your own age group Um, some of my favorite life groups have been where I was probably the youngest in the group Um, but if you're someone who prefers to find the specific 18 to 29 age group we do have two groups one is called 18 to 1829 and just a really fantastic group of people I've met some of my closest friends here at Northbrook through that group and we also have a young couples group. So if you're dating, engaged, or married, uh, younger couples, we are always looking for, for people to join us. Just a, a fantastic group to be a part of. So life groups, I would say, are the number one way to meet people. And to kind of go along with that is anytime you find an opportunity to serve, whether that's at the church, in the community, globally, wherever it is, um, there's just something special about the time that we spend serving and the relationships that are formed. So uh, if that's something you're interested in to find relationships and to also just be see how God can use you maybe in new ways, take a step to find somewhere that you are just excited to serve and take that step. Take mm-hmm. the first step and just give it a shot, and I think you'll be surprised what happens. Yeah, definitely. Serving is one of the fastest ways to get connected in the church. Absolutely. I work with students and a lot of our adult volunteers. Some of them are my best friends, um, and so thankful that I get to serve alongside people that are starting to become my people. So, yeah, so, again, those three resources or next steps are Get the Book, Find Your People by Jenny Allen. So good. Um, look into life groups. We have tons of options here I'm at Northbrook, like Pastor Taylor said whether you're looking for something that is all your age group or something that's a little more diverse. Um, And also look at different areas that you want to serve in. And so we will have information about all those different areas linked in the show notes below. So thanks for listening. And hopefully this was helpful to you no matter what season of life that you're in. And we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to this Northbrook Next Gen podcast. Be sure to check the show notes for relevant info and check back for more podcasts coming soon.